0: Hey there, my name is Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Are you wanting to launch your own podcast show just like the one you're listening to right now? Our team helps launch, manage, and grow podcast shows for B2B brands just like yours. If you want to show up, hit record, and have a team that does the rest for you, head over to podcasttown.net or you can send us a text 262-278-0535. Just make sure you mention you're a friend of Josh's and we'll get you a free strategy call. Once again, that's podcasttown.net, or you can text us at 262-278-0535. Have an amazing day and enjoy this
1: episode. Good day, fellow dealmakers. Welcome to The Deal Scout. On this show, it's so fun because I get to talk with deal makers, hear their story, hear their journey, but learn more about deals and how deals are done. So today we're gonna be talking about the deals of podcasting and, and how this industry is growing to actually help grow businesses. So I'm bringing on one of my friends from the frigid north somewhere up there. Elsie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I'm excited to have the conversation. Yeah, man.
0: All right. So where are you guys located? So technically, we're in greater Milwaukee, right? We have one studio that's in Wauwatosa, which is basically Milwaukee. And then where I'm sitting at now is in Brookville, Wisconsin, which is about 15 minutes west of Milwaukee. So greater
1: Milwaukee. What is Milwaukee known for? Kind of give us, I'm in, I'm in Florida, right? So I have no clue sometimes about other states. What are you guys known for up there? All right. Let me let, me let you in on, on the secret, Josh. But Wisconsin is
0: the city of festivals. Any festival you can think of, Strawberry Festival, um, the biggest gig in the world, right, with summer fests where musicians from all over the world descend on the great city, great state of Wisconsin and do their thing. Um, All types of festivals, chocolate festival, uh, German fest, all festivals from May to October, festival season. Wisconsin is also known for beer, beer. I don't partake as much. I'm dry for various reasons. But, however, my compadres, they love to partake in uh, adult beverages. Uh, Wisconsin is also known for cheese. So those are the the top three things. And the home of the 2021 world champion,
1: Milwaukee Bucks. (laughs) You guys hold on to that as long as you possibly can. Oh, yeah. It Um, took us
0: 50 years. So, (laughs)
1: right. Hopefully it's not another fifty. So maybe you could see two in in your lifetime. So Elsie, where do you where do you put your focus on a day to day basis? Interestingly
0: enough, more and more as as my company continues to grow, um I'm focusing on building relationships. I'm focusing on uh, sales. I'm focusing on things like operations, making sure that the company runs whether I'm here or not. Uh, we're still in a process, right? It's, it's a process, it's iterative, but more and more, that's where I'm spending my time, um, you know, on the fi- financial side of the business, making sure we're healthy, we can pay our people, we can pay our bills, those types of things, uh, which is interesting because when I first started this company, I did everything, uh, you know, I went out and got the customer, I took them through the journey, I did the editing, I edited the audio, I put together all the stuff, I did all the stuff. And now, again, as we continue to grow, I am um, really being intentional about bringing team, team members on that can um, basically fire
1: myself uh, systematically is what, is what I'm doing. Awesome, man. All right. So what, what do you do and for Who? Right? What are, who are some of your ideal clients and what do you guys do as a, as a business? I know you have a few different business and, and missions, so kind of give us an idea of what they are.
0: Yeah, essentially what we do is we help people build trust, grow influence, and increase authority. We do that through audio and video podcasting, uh, quite simply. Uh, like there's a lot of detail <laughs> in between those things, but on, on the surface at a high level, that's what we do. We help folks uh, build those relationships, establish themselves as authorities in their niche, build build out that trust, right? Because people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. So we, we help them create that platform so that they can leverage it to, to to build those deeper relationships.
1: Super cool. So you have a podcast of your own. I think you have a few kind of give a shout out to the podcast. So my listeners, I want you, you know, anytime one of my guests comes on the show that has a podcast, I want you to go check it out, download, subscribe, give them a raving review. Say you heard them on Josh's show, but uh, give a shout out to some of your shows. Yeah, and make sure you guys
0: give a raving review, like Josh said. Um, so, so the our flagship show is Enterprise Now. That's the show that kicked everything off. I, I like to tell people I'm a true to form podcast entrepreneur. Like, podcasting is my life. It is how I came into this entrepreneur world. Um, so, Enterprise Now was the thing that kind of kicked it off. This is the show where uh, I was at my day job uh, over my lunch break on my mobile recorder doing interviews. This is that show. <laughs> um, and we focus on B2B founders, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Um, and we approach it uh, th- three angles. We talk thought leadership, we talk personal mastery, and we talk storytelling. Uh, because those are sort of the three elements that I believe if you do those things well, you're, you're going to win no matter where you are. Uh, the other show is called Podcast My Brand. That's my fun show. It's where I get people on and I... I don't even uh, uh, apologize for it, Josh. I make fun of them. I love to buzz them when they get trivia questions wrong. I love to poke fun at them and, <laughs> and just give them a really, really hard time. And that—that that is my fun show. I do it. These are our peers in the industry who um, who also have podcasts, and we just talk. We talk shop. We talk podcasting. We talk how how to get better at the craft and things like that.
1: Super cool. All right. Uh, you talked about three elements for a B two B brand to build trust, credibility, authority, leveraging audio, video, media. What were those three elements? I completely couldn't write fast enough.
0: <laughs> yep. So we we talk storytelling, we uh, we talk personal mastery, and we talk um, uh, personal mastery storytelling and thought leadership. Okay. What's
1: what do what. What do some of those components need to have or not need to have? And could you have one without the other? Could you just be a master and just people flock to you? Like, why why do you need all three? Well, partly
0: because it is very d- difficult to lead somebody somewhere you have never been. Right. Mm-hmm. And you cannot uh, truly arrive at a place until you understand who you are. And you cannot understand who you are until you've done the work to understand who you are. Um and so it's very difficult to to help somebody someone else build trust if you have not gone on that on that journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to uh, leverage trust to um, leverage authority to to leverage um, influence if you don't have a good sense of who you are, why you are, where you've been, where you're going, what makes you tick, what ticks you off. Those types of things. Right. And and then conversely, understanding, OK, now that I've mastered me and that doesn't mean that you don't still make mistakes. That just means that you understand that you are apt to make mistakes and you can set yourself up in situations to prevent you from making said mistake. Right. Yeah. I'll give you a, a real world example. I have a one, um, a digital personality. Um, I'm an electronics uh, engineering background guy in in a former life, I'm recovered now, Josh. Okay. but back in the day, I used to I used to deal with ones and zeros. And in digital electronics, there are only two states. It's either a one or it's a zero. It's not in between. There's no gray area. It's a one or a zero. Now, the combination of those ones and zeros give you other other things, but suffice it to say I'm either a one or a zero. I'm all in or I'm all out. I know that about myself. I should never be in anyone's casino because I will gamble away the mortgage, right? <laughs> right okay. I will put it all on the, on the table. I know that about me, so I don't gamble. <laughs> That's why I don't drink. I can't have just one drink. If I'm going to drink, Josh, I'm going to drink. I know that about myself. And so the journey of personal mastery is understanding that and then putting yourself in positions so that you win. How is that related to business? Well, understanding yourself helps you understand others, how they perceive you, how you perceive them. The better you can do that, the better you can pick out, okay, that client would work well with me or that client. There's no way that we're getting past the first discovery call because our personalities just don't jive, right? So so, so that's what I mean in terms of, of, of all those things working together, uh, thought leadership, understanding that. Just because Josh has a thought doesn't mean that it applies for me. Again, goes back to personal mastery because I know me. I know myself. And, and then the, um, the uh, personal mastery, thought leadership, and um, storytelling piece uh, comes in is when you can tell your story effectively. But more importantly, you can listen to the stories of other people. Weave in who you are, what you are, where you're going, why you're going. Into their what, why, how, and who, and now you can serve them better because you understand all three of those concepts,
1: yeah, out of those three storytelling mastery thought leadership, which one was the hardest for you? Oh personal mastery,
0: not even it, close. explain well p- part of the journey is is looking at yourself honestly, and it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Yep. It is not a pretty process, right? Mm-hmm. When you can look at yourself honestly and say, "Man, I could be a jerk. I could be hard to work with sometimes because I want what I want, how I want, when I want it, and that's not always good to work with for for people. I can sometimes be selfish because I get a goal in mind and I go after it and I ignore everything else around. So it, it is a a an eye opening exercise <laughs> when you yeah. realize that oh, I have flaws right and yeah. and you embrace those f- flaws and you say okay, this is who I am now. How do I take that and start to take steps to get better? Start to take steps to to grow and evolve into a better version of myself. So personal mastery by far the the hardest. Like I can tell you a story all day long, right? <laughs> of, who I, of Who I am, where I am, why I am, right? That, that's not nearly as difficult as, as me looking in the mirror and say, okay, this is who you are and this is how you're perceived. Because yeah. a lot of times who we think we are who we, pro- who we project or sometimes who we pretend to be is not how people perceive us. And so part of that work is really understanding here's what I think people see versus what people actually
1: see. And that's hard work. That is hard work. And when it comes to projection, like this is what I want the world to see who Josh is. Right, that's that's what I'm trying to do as my brand identity. When we're talking about marketing and sales and in media, we're going. This is who I want the world to see. Josh is this is my projected brand. Now there's the perceived brand of what the world actually goes. Hey, that's who Josh is. When it's done well, they should align. When it's not do- not done well, what happens? And you're you know you've worked with hundreds of B. B2B brands, and you know what have you found when you're starting to work with someone when the projection and the perception do not align? I
0: think the first step is always is the, the listening aspect, right? We talked about storytelling. Um, it, it's much more than being able to tell your story. It's being able to listen. Um, so step one is, is, is knowing what that gap is, okay? If, if I'm presenting myself as um, the mayor of Podcast Town, that's how I should show up. I preside. I connect. I help people get what they need. If somebody needs to be connected, they call the mayor because he is connecting people. You you, you see what I'm saying? And so um, the reason I know that that's in alignment is because I didn't give myself that nickname. Somebody else gave me that name. They said, you know, Elsie, the way you show up. Right. Consistently over time. The way you help people, the way you do what you do, the passion, the focus, the the zeal, right? The essence of who you are, I'm gonna call you the mayor. You're the mayor of Podcast Town. And boom, I know that it's an alignment because that is what I that's what I put out there, right? When I'm extending my hand, it's not to to get, it's to give, right? And and when you start hearing that alignment, you know you're on the right track when you don't hear that an- alignment either either the perception is off because that's not always up to you how the how people perceive you it could be a wrong perception the key is understanding it embracing it and 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 and, and embodying it doesn't mean
1: that it has to match necessarily you just need to be aware of it yeah now you primarily work with b2b brands what is B2B for people listening and they have no clue what it means? What does that mean? Well, Josh, I like to take
0: things and make them my own, right? That's the thought leadership part. Most people will say that means business to business. I say it means brand to brand. Because whether you are a high-achieving executive or you're a podcast host that's just starting out, you, my friend, are a brand, whether whether you like it or not. Um, every every uh, company picnic you show up at, um, every uh, if you're a podcast host, every time you hit record, you're on that that video. You are a brand when you show up late, when you're not prepared, when your sound and audios—all of that is is contributing to your brand. So B2B for me means brand to brand. So a lot of our clients are brands who want to leverage the audio and and video aspects of their media company because believe it or not when you start a podcast you are now a media company. We help them kind of understand that and to build that brand out. Yeah. So, to answer your actual question, for me it means brand to brand.
1: Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, right? So, in marketing school or when I worked in research, it was business to business and it was very transactional and I I like B2B Because um, I I just seem to fit better with serving business leaders, other investors. So I spend a lot of my time not focusing on B2C, the consumer, but other businesses. I I seem to get along better. Now, you you talk about like uh, knowing your brand. You know the projection and then the perception of the people perceiving it. Those are your people, right? You're trying to attract the right kind of people. How do you how do you know who your people are? Uh, again, this goes back to that that
0: personal mastery piece, right? You you have to know wh- what brings you joy. If I know that I have a call with a, a potential resident, we call our clients residents, and I don't get excited about it and it drains my energy, then there's misalignment. I missed something in the onboarding process and the, the discovery process, in the farming process. I'm a farmer. Something, something was off. We, we missed it. But if I see your name on the calendar and I go, okay, today I get to talk to Josh, there's alignment, right? So I'm, I'm big in this season of my life. I'm, I'm really big on joy. If, if things do not bring me joy, I do not do them, period. And, and seasons change. You know, um, this time next year, season might be different, and so uh, again, not to be the dead horse, but going back to that personal mastery piece, I know that I have to be very um intentional about realizing what season it is, and so to your to your question, you have to have alignment in in who you are, your person, your joy. Because you're only gonna t- to uh, maximize your output when you have that joy. So, so you really have to understand that alignment piece, and those are the people you want to attract. You want to attract
1: joy into your life and into your business. So, I spend a lot of time. Just this is recent. I'm 40 years old, and I'm I'm learning who I am at a at a deeper level because you know, like making my way through life, being a deal guy, you know, like. Who, you know who are your ideal clients, people with money and wanting to spend it now, right? I'm learning as I get older this piece of energy, right? and I, I used to think that that was like woo-woo until I started looking at the energy that I had when I showed up around different people, right? And I'm like, holy moly, there's something here I got to pay attention to. And then the joy that I have from working with certain people over other other people, right? Now, when did this start to become relevant to you where you, you said, I got to start focusing on my joy because I need to show up my greatest self? When, when did that start happening in your world? Relatively recently. Um, I think there's something magical
0: about the age 35 to 40, um, I'm 40 now, that you start to realize that time, um, is, it starts to multiply, right? I remember when my daughter, um, she's 15 now, I re- literally remember when she was small enough I could hold her in my hand. And you start to realize that, man, time literally flies. And I do not want to waste time. And I have a saying that I want to live full and die empty. Every idea, every passion, everything that's in here, in my heart, in my soul to get out, I will get out. And going back to, again, that that personal mastery, I know me. I'm focused. I'm driven. If you're going in the same direction, let's go. If you're holding me up, then you got to get off the bus, buddy, because we we, we got somewhere to go. I, that's just how I that's how I roll. Right. And, and so I I I was just continuing to do that work and, and realizing not to ignore that when I'm when I'm feeling that energy drain. Right. Um, right. When you put a, a good battery in the remote control with a bad battery, you know what was what, going to happen. That bad battery is going to drain the good battery because now the good battery has to do twice as much work. And so I've learned to to stop aligning or allowing bad batteries to align <laughs> with mm-hmm. my journey um because it just it just drains me. Um and so it's again it's just the iterative process, right? This season is going to be different than next season, right? And so it's yeah. it's this cool part about it is it's this this continuous process of
1: of discovery. So you mentioned you're the the mayor which someone else gave you the title? They they knighted you mayor, right? Of yeah. Podcast Town. What is what's Podcast Town? Is that your your service provider where you help build, launch, grow podcast shows? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Copy we take that. all the con- concepts and principles, right that we that we've talked about, um, to do three things: build trust, increase authority, and um, grow authority. Copy that and influence.
1: <laughs> all right, so Elsie. You said two years ago, you had a a mobile recorder and you were working on your job and on your lunch breaks or whatever, you were recording podcast interviews. Did I get that story right? Did I hear it right? Six years. Six years. Sorry. Copy that. So six years ago, you you had this idea, I should start a podcast show and I should do this. And it kind of boomed into you becoming a podcast entrepreneur. Let's go back to your W2. You're sitting there on your lunch breaks recording. What kind of recorder did you use back then? I used a zoom.
0: Oh I man, you're you're testing my knowledge. I forgot the, the if model. I had a buzzer, I would buzz you right now, like you, you do should for people. Buzz <laughs> I don't have you a buzzer. buzz me. Er. It was a it was a zoom recorder. I cannot remember the model. Was it this no, one? It was, was not it? that one, but it's similar. similar um, it's a little okay. bit bigger, probably the um the older model. Um okay. two ch- two channels. Yep, I had yep. one cable into the left channel with my, um, on, on my phone. And then the other channel was on this, um, this lab type microphone and I'm sitting in my car and I'm hiding because I don't want anybody to see me doing this in the parking lot because people are nosy and they're going to tell my, tell my boss. And so I'm, my seat is all the way back, and I'm sitting in, and it's hot because you can't have the air on because that's going to get in the recording. So there I am on lunch break. I got thirty minutes to do this show and i'm I'm calling people up and and doing my thing in a in a hot car on my lunch break in the middle of summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so awesome because i I've done the same thing because you're you're trying to find, you know, the best audio. And you're like, I, if the car's running, first of all, it's going to cost me gas. And then, you know, people are going to hear the noises. Someone for sure is going to come walk and knock on my window or a car drives by and honks like, and then I got to do post-production and all this stuff. So in your evolution, that's where you got your start from a lav mic into a, a phone recording conversations. And was that the Enterprise Now show that you... It was the Enterprise Now show. And that was your first podcast show that you ever created, and it's been going strong for a long time. How many episodes have you guys done? I believe we're at 220. What um, was what is something that – one of your most favorite, like, memorable, like, moments in your years of podcasting?
0: Okay, funny story, Josh. I thought I was going to be a cool dad, right? Um, you know, I love to read to my kids. And yeah. <laughs> my daughter loved Pete the Cat. And so I said it would be great. She's gonna think I am the best dad ever if I can get the author of Pete the Cat on my podcast. Yeah. And so I reach out to his people. He had he has people, and long story short, end up getting him on the show. And we did uh, an interview with the author of Pete the Cat. Cool, cool, cool moment. She didn't care, but it was it was huge for me because it showed me that you can you can do it. Like just put it out there. You never know what could happen. And and that was one of the, the the watershed moments where I realized, okay, not only can we do this, but we could do this at a very, very high level and learn a lot um in, in the process. Yeah. Did Pete ever find all of his buttons? You know, I, I think I don't think that's the concept or the idea, Josh. I think the point is he he never gives up and he and no matter what happens um, brown shoes is is my favorite story it he has a positive attitude and he keeps going yeah and i thought wow that is that <laughs> is the entrepreneur uh
1: the, the theme song right just no yeah. matter what happens keep, keep on going. going what what i love about this story is you had this idea that i would like connect i would like to connect with someone and you leveraged a podcast show and you made it happen now he's a very well known I think he right uh, or someone's a very well known author who wrote the the books and uh you had this idea that hey, this is gonna make my daughter super happy, and, you know she didn't care whatever, but like for you, it was a great accomplishment because a podcast show connected you with someone that you wanted to connect with mm-hmm. right someone that was important to you. How are brands using that like leveraging podcast uh town and leveraging what you do? How do people leverage that to grow their business? Give us a give us an example. Yeah,
0: so so for me, what we try to, to um, parlay to our clients, our partners um, is that same concept. Who are the people that you want to help? You want to add value to? You want to give to? Um, we've had people come to us and they they would say, "Well, Elzy, I want to be number one on Apple Podcasts." And I immediately know. I go back to all the work, all the conversation that we just had—the self um, mastery, the self the, the organ. And I know that's never been my mo. Maybe to a fault, I'm not about big names and flashy stuff. Like I just, I don't really care. And so working with that type of person—not that there's anything wrong with it—there's no, there's no alignment there. And so what we focus on is building those relationships, helping um, our partners um, add value and when you do that business comes when people know that you care when they know that you're there to help them when they need what you do right at, at some point you've made them aware of what you do they will call you i mm-hmm. i i know that to be true in my business and that's what we help our, our our partners do
1: yeah the power of the power of conversations the power of putting people together is is so amazing especially if you're attracting the right people. Now let's talk about this. I think a lot of brands, when they're building their brand, you know, they're just going for anything with a heartbeat and with some dollars in their pocket, right? Like who who do you serve? Just like I did back in the day, anybody with money. And I'll tell you, it was like putting uh, the, I love your analogy, putting a, a bad battery next to a good battery, it drains. And I found that I also didn't get traction in my world until I started attracting the kind of people that I actually enjoyed working with. Um, When you're working with a brand and, you know, how do you know for a brand, how do you know if their ideal customer is off and they need to adjust that? What what are your experiences there? Same, same deal.
0: I ask them questions like, um, what do you enjoy? What brings you joy? What, when you wake up in the morning is the thing that you cannot wait to do. And if you're doing that less, anything less than a hundred percent, then there's that's that's where we start um right we we really look at I ask tons of questions about their business, how it's structured, what their service offerings are, which ones have the highest margin. so we break we do the business side we break it down, right because we want to know that our efforts um are getting returned, right um, and so we just go through, okay, why would we spend our time here? When you hate doing this and right. your margins are low, <laughs> let's focus on this where the margins are high, probably because you really enjoy doing it and you're attracting people that you actually want to work with because we've done the personal mastery work. We understand ourselves and who we, we work best with. Let's focus on these things, right? And and really put our attention and focus over here. So again, I'm 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 applying the lessons, the things that I've
1: learned. Um, in my life, in my business to our partners. Yeah. So how'd you go from you know, reclined seat in, you know, summer in your car, like, like doing your, you know, first couple of episodes to becoming a full time podcast entrepreneur? Like that is an amazing jump. And a lot of people will never make that jump. I've I've spoken to veterans in the industry who've been doing it for 10 years and they're still trying to figure out how to make money doing podcasting. How'd you do that? I listened.
0: I listened, I listened to the market. I would have people on my show and I would ask them questions that gave me the answers that was like, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, 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 make a point. When I started enterprise now, Josh, I literally did not care if anybody listened. My only singular goal was to get in front of business people and learn from them. I didn't even care. I, I told you, I interviewed the, an, an author of pe of a children's book. Like, what does that have about, what does that have to do with business? But. Through my interview with him, he taught me low-cost experimentation um, as a concept, right? Don't spend $75,000 on your business idea because a lot of business ideas fail. Take $3,000, $5,000, test it, listen, look at the market, and then if you get traction, then you scale. Concepts like that is what I learned from interviewing people on on the show. And I would ask them all a question at the end of the interview in the green room. If you were me, what would you be doing? Again, I had no goals. I didn't want to parlay it into a business. I didn't know what business I wanted. I've always known I wanted to, to be in business. No clue what I wanted to do. And one day, one of my guests said, um, you know, I'd asked him, I said, if you were me, what would you be doing? And they said, well, Elsie, low hanging fruit. I would help people start podcasts <laughs> because it's something you know how to do. And this one seems to be pretty, pretty good. Just do that. And I thought, huh, that's a great idea. Let me do that. And that kicked off the business part of, of, of Enterprise Now. And over time, I'd listen. They would come to me and they would say, well, you know, launching it is one thing, Elsie, but man, how do you do the editing, the production, the planning, the strategy, and all the stuff? And I was like, I could help you do that. I kind of have done it. Because at this point, I'm I'm learning as I go, right? And I'm starting to see, okay, there's some strategy to this and, and ways we can build build this business. Um, and then somebody came back and they said, well, you know, production is great. The strategy, we got that down, but how do you promote this thing and get the word out? And I thought, I mean, I'm doing a decent job at that. I'll I'll help you do that. And then one day somebody came back and said, well, all this stuff is fine and good, Elsie, but how do I turn listeners into paying customers. And at this point we had done it enough times, had listened enough, had asked enough questions where we were doing that as well. And so that's how it sort of became this full service, full stack um, brand um, really just by listening. Um, and again, your your earlier question about storytelling, a lot of it is, is, is listening more so than being able to tell the stories is hearing what people are saying, even when they're not saying anything um, and and just understanding how to put those things together. And so that's how I did it. I I listened. I iterated. I failed a whole lot of times. I got back up again. I tried it. And um, again, I I, I listened. I I paid attention to me. I paid attention to
1: the market and, and we're continuing to build. That is such a great question to ask people. You know they got some time to get to know you. They got to see you in your art, which I think is super important. They got to see, and I've listened to your interview you you are a really good podcaster like you're, you you really listen well and you have fun with the guests. like you do a really good job at that. And after you get some time, you go, "If you were me, what would you focus on now for for me, it took me a long, 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 long time to learn to ask right and and even ask for help or ask for feedback uh i think for me it was insecurity and ego that got in the way of me growing and i had to i had to fall in that hole fall on my face and and not be able to get back for a bit you know a minute how how are you how did you learn to do that or what what did you have to overcome personally to be able to do that it, I, I i think it was just a function
0: of how i came up you know, I, I, I. People say, "Well, you know, you should pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Um, and my response is, "Is well, what if you don't have boots or straps? <laughs> you know, what, what do you do then, right?" And, and that's me. I was that kid, right? I, I did, I. We we couldn't afford basketball shoes to play. Uh, you know, I my basketball shoes were my school shoes. They were the same thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know. And so, I, I've always had to be innovative. I've always had to be, um, to just be high energy and and a go getter because nobody's going to save you, you yeah. know. And that was my mentality. And so I still I have a, a, that chip on my shoulders. Like no you have to make it happen um and i think the the humility piece comes from um, my faith and just understanding that um i can't do any of this stuff if it's not if it's not for god right if he if he doesn't guide me if he doesn't give me um at least a hint or a clue or some guidance then i'm completely lost like i don't even want to wake up and get out of bed if 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 he's not going to help then there's no point to it all so i think that's the on the humility Um, peace is, is huge because I know nothing, right? I know nothing. And so I'm always curious. I'm always, um, seeking to understand and seeking to get better, just a little bit better than I was yesterday, just a little bit better than I was yesterday. And the big thing for me is giving as much as possible. Like I'm competitive, but I'm, I'm a competitive giver like nobody's out, going to outgive me in value when i walk in the room i you i want you to be better because we had that interaction right um and doing that more and more and more people tend to give you things they give you ideas they connect you with people and so i don't have to be this um doggy dog i'm going to outshine the competition no i just have to to live in the truest form of who i am which is a giver a farmer Um, and give as much value, help as many people, and apparently doing that, good things happen.
1: Man, that's interesting. So I've got a deck of cards here that I pull out to throw a curveball into the questions. Tell me when to stop. Uh, Stop. All right, so I'm going to ask this question. What is one phrase you wish you could ban from everyone's vocabulary? Like the sound of this phrase like discourages you, burns your energy and you're just, you're upset and it should be gone. We're going to strike it out from the dictionary. What is that phrase? Excuses. I can't because. I didn't because.
0: Yeah. Just no. it's, it's, I have a
1: saying, it's execution, no excuses. Execution, no excuses. So now you're the mayor of podcast town. And you have um, you've built a bunch of different brands, right? You, I think you guys are working on more than twenty right now. Could could you give us an idea of of where you guys have grown to? Uh, it's between twenty and thirty um, that that are um, ongoing. Like awesome, some people um, will launch
0: with us, but they'll use other people for the production side. Um, but at any, any given time, it's somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, super awesome. So from from the car seat to to this, look at how many people and brands you've impacted what's the what's the future look like for you man i want to dump my brain out
0: i want to help people go on that journey that i went on that self discovery right the thought leadership the the personal mastery uh because i feel that if you do that well um especially as business owners um founders it's hard it's lonely it's stressful physically, mentally, spiritually, um that journey and and really understanding y- you know who you are, being able to share your story, h- share other people's story. Those aspects are going to help you be a better founder, a better entrepreneur. I really want to dig deep and share that with people and 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 give that to the world because I feel that that's give, that's paying it forward. Right. Um, you know, people have poured into me. People have helped me. And I want to give that to other founders. So so that's the thing that that lights me up uh, in this season.
1: Um, really paying that forward. Yeah. Super interesting. Have you ever interviewed uh, your family members or your daughter? I, You know, I have not. That yeah. is an
0: interesting idea. I have, I have not.
1: Yeah. I interviewed my daughter uh, one time and uh, it was one of my f- like most favorite, you know, memories of of podcasting, or whatever. She was so cute. Uh, I think she was like four or five when she did it. But uh, yeah, man, maybe maybe do that, and uh, you, the audience will get a different perspective of who you are because the daughters have seen the good, bad, the ugly. They've seen, you know, uh, angry dad and hungry dad, right? Mm-hmm. So um, as you're doing this, man, if you could interview anybody, past, present, future. Well, you probably won't know who they are in the future, but past or present, live or dead, and you get an hour interview, and you can interview anybody in the history of mankind, who would you interview? Just one person. Just one person. Yep.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like the 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 answer I want to give you will, will be very um cliche, but I'll say it and and I'll I'll break your rule by, by saying two. Um, (laughs) Go for it, man. It's your show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never getting invited back. (laughs) I I would love to sit down with Jesus and and just ask him questions. Um, But the person that comes to mind is Magic Johnson. I would love to understand his thought process, how he took his love, his passion for the game of basketball, and parlayed it into this thriving business career. Um, that was not by accident. I, I would love to kind of get behind the curtain and say, okay, what, what were the, what was your thought process, mindset? How, what steps did you take? And I, I've got some of that just, you know, listening to and watching some of his interviews, but I would really love to dig deep into that to understand how he went about
1: that. Yeah. Do you think you could play some one-on-one with him? Do you think you can you can hang with him? Now, yeah, he's old. <laughs> hey, that's a challenge for anybody who knows him out there. We got a one-on-one challenge in an uh post-interview. Yeah. Um, what questions would you ask Jesus? If you could ask him like three three questions and he would just give you honest, very clear answers. Well what one or two questions would you ask him? I would ask him why why
0: why did he come when he did why that point in history because he could have come at any point yeah but he decided for whatever reason to come when he did that precise moment because i happen to believe that that was a, a very well thought out well <laughs> no planned, intentional time period i would ask him that i would ask him um what what is the the number one thing that he enjoys as a human. Wow. Like I couldn't even imagine Jesus like playing basketball or, or football. Like, what would he be into? That would be that would be interesting to me. And then I would ask him, um, if he could give one piece of wisdom,
1: what would that be? Hmm. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. What question do you think he'd ask you? Because, he, I mean, he knows everything, right? He knows what you're going to say. And I know yeah. that this is a show about deals, but I love to hear the stories behind deal makers. What makes them tick? What makes them yeah. ticked off? I like how you said that. What question yeah. do you think he would ask you?
0: I kind of think he would ask me, why do I hold back? Why do I not go 100%? Because if, if we're honest with, with ourselves, we don't go 100%. We like to think we do, but there's fear in there. There's all kind of stuff that yeah. prevents us from going a hundred percent. I think you would want to know, why don't you go a hundred percent? What would your answer be? Fear will probably be a part of it. Fear. Um And as ironic as this sounds is, is, Again, we want to say that, oh, yeah, I trust you 100%, but we don't. We don't. We we just, we don't. So that's part of it. It's like, y- you know that he, he's he got you,
1: but we don't go 100%. Man, that's so true. That is so true. And if I, if I did some honest self-reflection, I would say, you know, fear, fear of failing again, right? I've had a lot of failures, like that idea of, man, if I really give it my all, I won't have any energy to get back up, right? Man, super interesting, super thoughtful. You have spent a tremendous amount of time digging deep inside, haven't you?
0: I, I try to. Um, and again, it's a daily um, exercise. Um, and sometimes it's not pretty. Um, sometimes it's not easy. But I found that it's helped me become a better father, uh, a better, better friend, and a better businessman.
1: Cool. So for B two B brands out there, brand to brand businesses, right, out there who are looking to explore podcasting and to see if it's a good fit, or maybe to expand what they've got, or maybe to, they've gotten to the point in their podcast where they're ready to hand over production and focus on, you know, just putting deals together. Uh, what's a good place for people to connect with you and do a deal? Uh, the best place
0: is the website, podcasttown.net, um, or I'm always on my phone and available via
1: email at mayor at podcasttown.net. Yeah, super cool. During this interview, there's probably some questions that I should have asked you about podcasting or about you or about your services that I screwed up and I did not ask you. What question should I have asked you?
0: Um, I would ask me what what do I love
1: most about podcasting? Elsie, man, what do you love most about podcasting?
0: The thing that I love the most is the people, the relationship, the 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 folks that I've had the the opportunity to meet over this six and a half years. The you know, some people have started businesses from the time we first met, and now their businesses are are thriving. And some some people have pivoted and are doing other things and it's always great to kind of see uh, even on a personal level where people were when we talked to where they are now seeing that journey sharing that journey with them um and, and again the business stuff happens that stuff happens right organically when you when you show up authentically and you're 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 giving value that stuff is going to happen so but but the the thing that I love 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 the most is the people man and just really just taking part in their in their journey.
1: Yeah. I got a follow-up question. I I thought that was going to be the last one. But you've launched a bunch of different podcast shows. You've done a tremendous amount of production for other people. What do you think is the biggest stumbling point for people to, you know, start a show? Start a podcast, especially, man, it just it makes sense. It's, you know, it's been on their mind. It's been on their heart for a long period of time. They want to start a podcast. What's what's the biggest stumbling block to starting a podcast show? Uh,
0: I would say there's a couple. Um, A lot of people have imposter syndrome. They don't think that anybody will listen to them um, or that they have anything of value to say. Um, the, the other big one is the technical um, aspects. It's gotten easier when I first started. It, it was not as easy <laughs> as it is now. Um, so I, I hear a lot of people say that that's a, that, that's a hang up. Um, and I would say perception and mindset will be the other thing because people think that it's crowded um, just because podcasting is popular now. Um, but I always tell people, um, there if you look at how many blogs there are or how many YouTube channels there are, there's it's not even close It's it's almost a 800 to 1 um don't quote me on that but um it's not saturated um but the, the but the analogy that i give people is when when i graduated college uh with a degree in electronic systems technologies there were hundreds of thousands of other people who also had the similar or the same degree and not one time did it cross my mind that i would not get a job why because nobody had the life experience. Nobody was as cool as me. Nobody had my story. Nobody was going to approach that job like I was. And so I always tell people, that's the same deal with your podcast. Nobody's going to have your perspective. Nobody's going to have your story. Nobody's going to tell your story like you are. Nobody's going to make the connections like you are. So have that that perspective when you're when you're launching. Um, and understand that people do want to hear what you have to say. You, you are worth listening to. You do have value to give to the business world. You are, you're, you're worth it and you can, you can nail this thing. So, so some of, of that is coaching and just helping people get over those mental blocks.
1: Yeah, totally. Super awesome. Super awesome. So, um, man, one more time, where can people go to connect with you?
0: Website, podcasttown.net, or shoot me an email at mayor at podcasttown.net. Awesome.
1: Fellow dealmakers in the audience, if you are a brand-to-brand business and you're thinking about launching a podcast show, head on over to podcasttown.net, fill out a quick form, get in contact with Elsie and and his team. Did I say that right? Dot-net, right? Awesome. Got it. Man, boom. And, uh, you know, connect. And when you do launch your show with Elsie, uh, hit me back up and and we'll help promote it here on this show and uh, we'll share your journey. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. If you're working on a deal or looking for a deal and you wanna talk about it here on this show, head over to thedealscout.com, fill out a quick form and maybe we'll get you on the show next. Till then, we'll talk to you all on the next episode. Love you guys.